This is the Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, as well as your host, Jeremy Allen. He helps small businesses with a big branding approach. Welcome everyone to episode 25 of Big Branding Small Business Podcast. As you mentioned, I'm your host, Jeremy Allen, and I am super excited to bring back a book discussion. It's been a while since I've talked about some of my favorite books, and this is one that I can't believe that I didn't bring up in the very beginning, but uh, I may have mentioned Seth Godin several times. I've I had the pleasure of actually speaking with Seth Godin and uh, asking him some questions one-on-one through this mastermind community that I'm involved in. And super nice guy, just really straight shooter. And I think that's what I love about him because he is nonsensical. And the tips that he gives you are practical in every situation, whether it's something from 2006 or something now it all is relevant one thing that i loved about seth godin when i got to meet him is i used some terminology of hacks or tricks and he was not too keen on using terminology like that because he doesn't believe in hacks and tricks because the advice that he gives if you've read any of his books is very practical it could be a book from 10 years ago And it can still be relevant and used in today's marketplace. Now, the book that we're going to talk about today is one of his most famous books, and that is The Purple Cow. Now, my current role at the company I work for, the founder loved The Purple Cow. The Purple Cow was in every story that he told, every speech that he told. It involved his road to starting the company that I work for today. It's not a book that I read when I first heard about it, but I kept hearing people talk about it and talk about it. And I'd read other Seth Godin books before I got my hands on a copy of The Purple Cow. I don't know why this doesn't surprise me, but I was just blown away by the insight and the advice and the relevance of The Purple Cow even in today's business landscape. Now, for those that are not familiar with the purple cow, the concept of being a purple cow is basically a metaphor, obviously, that he uses in the book. What he discusses is how to transform your business by being remarkable. And the idea behind the purple cow is that business must strive to be truly remarkable in order to stand out from the competition and capture the intention and interest of potential customers. This metaphor comes from the idea of, he tells a story of when he was driving down the road. I think it was in a French countryside. It's been a while. Uh, My memory serves me correctly. That when you first see just fields and fields of cows, you're just like, oh, wow, look at the cows. And then the more you drove, the more cows you saw. And 
the more cows you saw, you might not start paying as much of attention. After all, cows are kind of a common sight in a lot of areas anyway. But if you saw a purple cow, you would definitely be more likely to stop and take notice because it's so different and so unexpected. But in the context of business, being a purple cow means that you that are creating products or those that are have services or even experiences that are truly unique and valuable. And that helps you to stand out from the competition. Part of my brand strategy that I run through on my clients, one of the things that I do for the upper tier packages is I do a competitive analysis. And this isn't just a marketplace competitive analysis where I look at your products and services, but we also do a deep dive in the visual competitive analysis. But focusing on being the purple cow or differentiating yourself, the the idea that you're different from the competitors in means that you can capture the attention and potentially the loyalty of these customers. Now, Gary Vee is another thought leader out there, and he basically says that what we do in business is to gain people's attention. Now, the crowded marketplace that most businesses exist in today, there's a lot of similarity and there's a lot of products or services that really aren't any different from the other. So that's why it's key to your business to differentiate yourself, not only with your product, service, or offering, uh, but also look at what you can do, how you can stand out in your customer service aspect, how you can stand out visually, how you can stand out with your messaging. So... Differentiation is when a business stands out from the competition and is seen as unique and valuable. Now, this differentiation can be a key factor in a lot of cases in attracting and retaining customers as well as potentially setting your price points and gaining market share, hopefully. Now, in the role of branding... Being that purple cow or differentiating your business can also help you build that strong identity. Like I mentioned, doing a visual differentiation can help you stand apart from those in the similar brand space or market space that you exist in. And then when customers come to associate your business or the business that you're in with this unique and remarkable identity... Hopefully, that can lead to increased brand recognition. And then when you increase brand recognition and you show up consistently, that increases the loyalty. And when you increase loyalty in your brand, then that allows people to trust you and to spread the word, to give you that positive word of mouth. Now, Marty Neumeyer once said that a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's basically what someone says about you when no one else is paying attention. That is the positive word of mouth that can come from building a loyal brand. 
Now, another thing that Seth Godin talks about in this book, The Purple Cow, is innovation. And in order to be a purple cow, businesses must consistently innovate and create new and unique products, services, or experiences. Yes, I just quoted that from the book. Now, being able to do that, that means that you need to focus on staying ahead of whatever the curve may be at the time and whatever the market change may be at the time that you need to be in tune with those changes. And when you're in tune with those changes, then you can ensure a long-term success and ultimately sustainability. Now, we've all heard the story of Blockbuster and versus Netflix, and that is a great example, I think, of not being innovative, not staying with the market changes. And one thing that he talks about in this book is being afraid. And I think that's where they ended up uh, failing in blockbusters because they were afraid because they knew what worked and they went with what worked instead of being able to take a risk on something that was changing in the market. Overall, being a purple cow, being differentiated in your business is important for today's crowded marketplace because we all know our attention is being sought after second by second, minute by minute, every single day. And when you differentiate, this ultimately allows you to stand out from your competition and build a strong brand. And then when you even couple that with building a strong brand identity, a strong visual identity, then that allows you to stay ahead of the competition. Now, a few examples of some brands that I love are Warby Parker, Airbnb, The Dollar Shave Club. I remember those commercials when they first came out. And then Zappos. I had the opportunity to visit the Warby Parker headquarters in Nashville through a friend of mine that I met at a conference. I was truly blown away by the brand essence that I walked into when I visited their office. Now, they do an excellent job with their customer service touch points. One of the things I saw in this closet, they had full of small little gifts and items that they could send to their customers. And the one that stood out to me the most was the one where they had dog toys, chew toys, that were Warby Parker branded chew toys that they sent to customers' dogs who the dog may have chewed on the glasses and destroyed them. So they not only send a replacement pairing, but they also send a nice little note with to the dog with a chew toy for them to chew on instead of the glasses. And alongside that, there were items for married couples, there were items for graduates, and many more items in this little closet. And it was so well organized and easy to just grab one and go if you were dealing with customer relations within the company. And another fun little fact about their offices is the names of the meeting spaces within each of these offices had a particular author's name that was famous in the literary space as the name of the office. And of course, there were books everywhere. There were Warby Parker branded areas everywhere. But it 
was an environment that was comfortable and an environment that caused you to want to just immerse yourself in reading and sight and what was cool about this being in nashville they even branded it with a lot of cool spots to read with a huge map basically vinyled on the wall i mean it was like 20 feet by 10 feet of the map of nashville with little markers on there for anybody that saw that where they could go and visit and read a book sitting in really cool spots within nashville Airbnb, as you all know, is a fantastic brand, and VRBO has been doing a good job of trying to compete against Airbnb, but they have done such a fantastic job of differentiating themselves, and they've really disrupted the hospitality industry when they came on the scene by offering such unique and personalized travel experiences, and as you well know, they allow travelers to stay in local homes and apartments, and then that leads to a more authentic and immersive experience than, say, a traditional hotel. Now, the Dollar Shave Club, I just remember when those commercials came on the scene, and this is before I found out about a wonderful marketing group called the Harmon Brothers. I highly recommend checking those guys out, but... It reminded me, now that I know about the Harmon Brothers, a lot of that style of marketing or advertising. Now, they just came into a huge, saturated market of men's shaveware. Now, they did an excellent job of differentiating themselves in this crowded shaving industry by simply offering affordable, high-quality razors, not only that, but they had them directly delivered to your door. Now, that's not anything that had happened in the shaving space up to that point. And like I mentioned, the ad was super funny, and it really, really helped them stand out and gain loyal customer base in the shaving space. Now, Zappos is one that kind of falls into the background a lot of times, and I know it's been around for years, but they came on the scene and differentiated themselves and uh, within the online retail space by, like I mentioned before, offering exceptional customer service and really focusing on building strong relationships with its customers. Now, these businesses have all successfully differentiated themselves by focusing on the unique value proposition, innovative business models, and exceptional customer experiences. Now, those are all key elements of being a purple cow. Now, as we kind of slowly come to an end, just to go back over some of this, we've explored the concept of differentiating a business and why it's important for companies in today's marketplace to stand out from the competition. We've talked about how businesses can set themselves apart by focusing on their unique value proposition or innovative business model or exceptional customer service experience. But we've also highlighted the importance of fostering a culture of innovation within a company, which ultimately involves encouraging creativity, experimentation, and there you go, what we're all afraid of, risk-taking. Now, think about this. Differentiating a business 
is essential for any company, entrepreneur, or business to set themselves apart from the competition and attract and retain customers. Don't just be different to just be different, but have that why behind that. And to differentiate your business, you must focus on creating a product if you don't have one, or a service if you don't have one, or that experience that are truly unique and ultimately valuable. Certain strategies for fostering a culture of innovation include, like I mentioned, creativity. You've got to encourage creativity. We've got to experiment. We've got to try different things. There are a million different solutions that could work, but we've got to work through that experimentation. And that ultimately involves taking that risk. And you've got to be supportive and collaborative when you work on these things. Overall, you must embrace this concept as an entrepreneur, as a small business of being different. If you don't, you'll be in a sea of sameness. Now, another example Seth gives in this book is a street in New York. Uh, I believe it was Amsterdam Avenue where he talks about it had 70-something restaurants. I may be misquoting that. But they were all the same. And one didn't stand out from the other. Now, that was good for the owners because they were making a living but no one was fussing about anything. They didn't stand out. They weren't taking risks. They weren't any different. It was just average. It was just okay. Now, if you want to start your business, I know that takes a huge investment and time and money and everything else. And sometimes we are risk adverse because we're afraid of failing. And sometimes we want to just play it safe because we're comfortable but in order to truly stand out from your competition, in order to truly be innovative and to truly build a brand that's going to last the test of time and the market fluctuations, then you have to stand on certain values and you have to know that why. And you have to take that risk in order to differentiate yourself. Now, you can do this through doing an analysis of your market. Your competition, I, I love doing that with a lot of my brands where I look at a competitive landscape and I look at it from the product or the service they might offer, but I also look at it from a visual identity standpoint. And, and once you do that, then you can narrow down what is that unique value proposition that you need to focus on to develop either your product, service, or experience for your brand. And it needs to bring value. It can't be different just to be different. There has to be value. That's why it's called a unique value proposition. And you can't take these risks without having some input of creativity and by your team or your coworkers or even finding a vendor or partner to come alongside you to help you with that creative thinking and to be able to supply you with these resources or tools and or opportunities to experiment and to take these risks and find somebody that's going to be supportive to work with and someone that's going to be collaborative that cares as much about your business as you care about your business. Now, it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. 
look at Blockbuster, for example. They coasted. They rested on their laurels. They thought they knew better. And they got squashed by Netflix in this space. You've got to continuously monitor and evaluate the effectiveness of your brand and this differentiation to make sure that they are meeting the needs and the expectations of your customers or clients. And hopefully by taking these steps, your business can begin to differentiate themselves from your competition, and hopefully that will lead to a culture of innovation that will help you stay ahead of the curve in this crazy, rapidly changing marketplace. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode where we talked about some of the key takeaways from Seth Godin's book, The Purple Cow. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and tuning in. And I would love to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can keep up to date on any future episodes that I release. Well, thank you for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, Jeremy Allen. He helps small business with big branding approach. And as you heard him say, his website is nobsbranding.com.